Hello, you're listening to Finances Made Friendly. I'm Heather Sutty, your host. This podcast from Glasgow Credit Union was created to help you get the most out of your finances. Today, we're joined by Fergus Muirhead, a respected writer and broadcaster. He's written on all aspects of money and consumer issues for a number of leading magazines and newspapers like The Herald, Scotland on Sunday and many more. He also wrote a regular column in Moneywise magazine and for five years he was consumer champion at best-selling magazine Women's Own. He's also a very talented musician and author and it's a pleasure to have him on the show today. With Fergus's wealth of experience of finance for the everyday consumer, who better than him to talk to us all things cars? We'll cover everything you need to know about buying a car, whether it's your first time or if you've driven down car finance lane many times, you might find some new tips and tricks. We'll discuss the process of buying, the pros and cons of new versus old, the rise of electric vehicles and how you can make sure you get the best deal. Also, Atta Yukub, actor, model and TV presenter, tells us about his best ever investment. And remember to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss an episode of Finances Made Friendly. Fergus, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> How are you? I, I sound quite interesting. <laughs> You do. Um, and I didn't even mention the fact that you're a piper. I said you were a musician, That's but not right. piper. Don't, don't suppose you've got your bagpipes with you today? Thankfully, no. It's <laughs> a bit of an enclosed space for bagpipes. <laughs> so we're here to talk about cars, yeah. which is very topical because I myself um, have just recently bought uh, a new used car. And uh, it's very topical because obviously money's tight for very many people and you know, we're all about saving money and making sure we get the best use for finances. So tell us, first of all, do you drive? I do drive, yes. What do you drive? I drive a Mini. And did you buy a new Mini or a used Mini? Or tell us about the buying process to get your car. Well, I actually, um, I have not had a car for, for about 10 years. Uh, I, I, I found that I wasn't using a car very often um, and I was walking past my car my wife's car to get into my car to drive up to the gym which was kind of three miles away so we decided <laughs> it was crazy having two cars so we sold mine um and that was the case for for nine years and, and i survived on a combination of buses and trains and planes and taxis and, and i was very happy with all of that um and then jane bought a new car last year and and, and just because it was some i say last year it was two years ago so we were still at that kind of coming out of covid phase when the trains weren't all running properly the buses weren't all running properly taxis weren't quite as 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 available as they had been so we kept the other car um so we didn't actually we, we bought both cars new um but by the time i started using the mini it was it was three or four years old um, and, and um, I'm probably going to get rid of it quite soon because we don't really need to have two cars, to be fair. And, and I think it's, it's it's maybe a bit strange that I'm going to start a conversation about buying a car by saying the first question you really need to ask yourself <laughs> is, do you need to have a car? But I think it's I think it's a valid first question to to ask. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm fortunate that most places I go. I can get to quite easily on on some sort of public transport, um, and, and I found over the years that there were one or two things I did a year that I couldn't get to easily uh, by public transport. And for these things, I either said to Jane, "Can I use your car for the weekend if you don't need it?" or "I'll just go and hire a car." Uh, and and I was in a fortunate position that generally the things I was doing, somebody was paying me to do these things, and therefore I just factored the cost of hiring a car into the cost of me going to do that thing for them. So. I genuinely think the first question that people need to ask themselves is, 
do I need to buy a car? Mm-hmm. It's funny, I do have a wee mini and I decided not to bring it into Glasgow just because the parking's a bit of a nightmare. But my Uber driver this morning um, is a Glasgow Credit Union member and has been for 28 years. <laughs> so that was quite good. So tell us about <clears throat> the pros and cons of buying a new car. The, the starting point, once you've decided that you do need a car, is to decide whether you're going to buy a car new or to buy a second-hand car, because I think that the, the, the way you purchase that vehicle might be different depending on whether it's whether it's new or, or whether it's second-hand. Should you always do a test drive before you buy it? I think you should. Um, I, I think that the, the two most expensive things that, that we buy in our lives are probably houses and cars, and, and I think we probably spend least time buying houses and cars than mm-hmm. we do sp- buying lots of other things. You go and buy a pair of shoes or a suit and it takes you hours <laughs> and, and you go into a dealership and you bought a car in 10 minutes sometimes <laughs> or you go, and, you go and look at a house once and, and you decide that's a house for you and you mm. spend, you know, you go and spend potentially hundreds of thousands of pounds on it. So mm-hmm. yes, I, I think if you are buying a car, uh, you should make sure that the car that you're going to buy is suitable for you, that, you know, that, that you go into it. Very simple things like you go into it and you can see Right around it, it's mm-hmm. suitable for your size and, and and getting in and out of it. I mean, if, if, if you get into a Mini, it's a completely different experience to getting into a, a, a kind of low-slung sports car, and one is more comfortable than than the other. Um, if, if you get into a Mini, I, I've and this is not an advert for Mini, by the way, it just mm-hmm. so happens that you and I both have Minis. Um, but, you know, you, I, I find if you sit in a Mini, it's dead easy to see all the way around. But you don't know that until you actually sit in it and, and, and check out that you can do that. So absolutely should be taking it for, for a drive before you buy it. You want to buy. When I was, I recently had to replace my car because it, my first Mini was written off in an accident. So um, I had to buy a new car, but I couldn't afford to buy a brand new car. So I bought a used car and it had something like 10,000 miles on the clock, but I absolutely love it and it fitted with my budget. Also, the dealership that we got the car from also offered us six months aftercare. So if there was an issue with anything, you know, we could go back to them. Yeah. No, I think that's all really good. And I think that that, that kind of negotiation with the dealer is is, is is what it's all about. And people need to get, we need to get better at that, that you know, not, not just by buying cars, but everything that we buy, we need to get better at negotiating. And, and you and I have spoken about this before, haggling with things that, that, that we're buying, you know. Um, so if, if somebody said it's going to cost you £10,000, why don't you say, well, we give me it for nine um, and we'll give you six months maintenance. Well, why don't you give me a year? So, you know, there's no harm in having all that conversation with the dealer because the dealer always has has wiggle room when, yeah. when, when they're selling your cars, whether they're new or, or, or secondhand, uh, and, and whether you've got something to trade in um, with it or not. Do you think um, it's do you think it's possible to ask for money off if you're paying cash? Yes, I think it's always possible to ask for money off whether you're paying cash or not, uh, I, and I think you always should ask for money off because what is the what's the worst thing that somebody can say to you? If mm-hmm. you ask for money, if you ask for money off, the worst thing they can say to you is no. <laughs> and, and is that really doing any harm? So yeah. always ask for money off. Yeah, because that simple question could save you five hundred pounds. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> In terms of shopping around, how important is it to shop around before you decide on a car? But before you decide on what what make you want or anything yeah, like just, that. Yeah, just even on the car. Like, do you advise people to? do lots of research online or do you think they should just go to a local dealership? Well, it depends. I mean, I think some people some people will have a, a local dealership with whom they have a relationship because they've bought cars from them 
over the years. It depends on how old you are and how many cars you've bought. But mm -hmm. if, if, if you've got a particular brand of car that you like, then there's no harm in going back to the same dealer because you've got a relationship with them and they've maybe sold you three or four cars previously and, and you've always got a good deal from them and they've always provided a good service um, history for you. And therefore, why, why would you make it any more difficult than, than it needs to be? But if you're genuinely looking for your first and your second car and you don't really know what you want and, and you don't really know what the different makes of cars can do, then it absolutely makes sense that, that you do some homework first and you look around and you... My first job when I left school was I worked for the AA Insurance Services in telesales <laughs> and we used to dread it when people would phone and say, oh, I'm thinking about buying a car <laughs> because basically... You were on the phone for like an hour as they basically said, what if I buy a Ford Cortina or what if I buy a Citroen CB? Um, how important is it, do you think, to check with your insurance company if you are thinking about changing your vehicle? But insurance is such a big part of owning a car now. And, and, and you know, especially for younger drivers, the cost of insurance can run into thousands of pounds a year depending on where you live. I was talking to somebody in London recently who's who was, was buying a car for their son and I think the insurance was about four grand a year. Mm. The insurance was worth many times more than the car was yeah, worth. Absolutely agree. Do you recommend getting a car loan to buy the vehicle or should you finance it through the dealership? If you're buying a new car, then most people would use finance. And, and, and most people these days, 95% of people that buy new cars these days do it by, by some sort of, you know, kind of personal contract purchase where, where there's effect, effectively a balloon payment at, at the end. And I think people need to understand exactly what that means. Mm -hmm. um, so if you spend... If, if you spend £20,000 on a car and, and the balloon payment is £5,000, effectively you're financing fifteen, and at the end of that fixed term, um, at the end of the fixed term of the loan that you take out, there's still £5,000 to pay back to the, 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 the lender. And you can do that in one of two ways. You can either just give them £5,000 or you can give them the car back. And, and, and if that's the case, if you give them the car pack back, which most people do, to be fair, these mm -hmm. days, effectively you're only leasing the car. Mm -hmm. So although you think that you're buying a car, you're not. So I think you need you need to understand whether you're buying a car or leasing a car in, in the first instance. And when it comes to the balloon payment, you've also got to understand that, that it's based on what they call a guaranteed future value. And, and the guaranteed future value of the car is dependent on how how well you keep the car and how many miles you drive in the car. So that future value could be £5,000 based on 8,000 miles a year driving. But if you drive 10,000 miles a year, um, the car might only be worth £4,000. So you might get to the end of your, your loan agreement and find that you owe the company money. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you need to make sure that you understand all these things before it comes to, to, to buying the car. If you're buying a second-hand car that, that's a few years old, then you've already, a, a lot of the depreciation has already happened. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that, that's the reason some people don't like buying new cars, because if you spend £30,000 on a new car, you might, lose, you might lose a third of that in the first couple of years. Um, through the, you know, as soon as you drive out the garage, in mm -hmm. fact, you might have lost a, a big chunk of the value of it. And, and some people would argue that there's no point buying that car new and financing it yourself because you're losing value. Whereas if you buy a car that's three or four years old, you might the, the depreciation might already have happened. And, and if you decide to buy that outright, then it's simply a case of saying, what's the best way to fund that? If I've got money lying in the bank, um, should I use that? Should I go to my own bank and ask them for a loan? Or should I 
go to the loan that the dealer's offering. And, and that's mainly about wh who's offering the best rate. So the dealer offers 5%, the, your bank offers 4%, you've got money sitting in the, the bank that's getting 3%. I would probably use the money that's in the bank because you're only because you're getting less in interest on that money than you would be paying a lender if you went to your own bank at four percent or a dealer at five percent. So it, it, it's very much it's very much looking at the detail of what loans are available from from what people if you're buying outright and you're and, and you're effectively buying cash. And if you use a loan from your own bank, you're effectively a cash buyer because you get the money from the bank and and then you take it and buy the car with it. You mentioned the term balloon payment. Never heard it before. What does it mean? Well, the, the, what it means is, is 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 that effectively you're not paying for whole, the whole of the car because there's a payment at the end that, that you need to make to the lender if you keep the car. Mm -hmm. So you buy a car that costs £25,000, but you don't want to finance the whole £25,000 because it makes your monthly payment too high. Mm -hmm. So instead you finance £15,000, it makes the monthly payment lower and affordable but at the end of the term of the loan, you still owe, you still owe the lender £10,000. That's the balloon payment over the term of the loan. What other costs do people need to consider when buying the car? Because there's more than just actually paying for the car, isn't there? We've already covered insurance to a certain extent. What else? Well, there's all, there's all the maintenance costs of, of, of running a car. And, and again, that will be different depending on whether you buy a new car or whether you buy a car that's, that's that's secondhand and what type of car that you buy. Key questions. Go on. Okay, first one. What is a down payment? A, a, it's a deposit, basically. So you go to a dealer and they, they, they'll tell you the cost of the car is £20,000, but they want a 10% deposit or down payment, so that's £2,000. And that's the cash that you need to provide before you can drive the car away. Super, thank you. What is the... APR. What does it stand for and what does it mean? It stands for annual percentage rate and it is the mechanism that should allow you to compare three or four different loans and work out which one is the best for you. So for those of us who don't have a Fergus in their life, is there a, a, a website or is there a tool that people can use to compare offers on loans? You speak to your bank and, and you speak to the dealership and, and they both give you a quote for the loans that they're proposing, you should be able to look at them both and, and, and see the APR. And, and, and quite simply, the one that's got the lower APR is likely to be, because there's no certainties in any of these things we're talking about, but the one that's got the lowest, the lower APR is likely to be the, the best loan for you or the better loan. It's, a, well, it's all about financial planning, isn't it? It's about knowing what's coming in, what's going out, having that emergency fund and developing financial resilience. It, it is, and it's about understanding money. And, and, and I think we're very bad in this country about talking talking about money and understanding money. We don't start to teach people about money at a young enough age. Um, and people are scared of money. Um, and, and people don't like talking about money. Um, and I find that in, in a lot of the work that I do, I, I, I would often have people who would, who would, write to me or, or phone me or email me with problems and then as soon as I said I was going to write about it they would say oh, don't use my name because yeah. I don't want anyone to know that I've got a problem mm -hmm. so you know one of the biggest issues when it comes to money and I've said this for decades is if you've got a money problem talk to somebody about it you know lenders and this is important in the context of car loans as well because some people will buy a car 
take on a loan and then get to a situation when they can't afford to make repayments on that loan because their circumstances change. And the most the most important thing that you can do if that happens to you is speak to the lender before it comes a problem. Don't wait until you're three months in arrears before you have a conversation with your lender. Phone your lender before you're going to miss your first payment and say, I've got a problem. Can, can you help me here? Can we do something about the payments I'm making and, and the way in which I'm making them? Because my situation has changed and I need your help. And, and most lenders want to help borrowers, um, but it's much easier to help if you speak to them before it becomes a problem rather than when you're six months without paying. Super. Thank you very much for that. The last one is my son is looking to get his first car and his top choice was the type of model which isn't being manufactured anymore. Do you think this matters or do you think we should be buying something different? <laughs> if, if it's a car he wants, then whether it's, you know, some some cars will, will, will have a better resale value because they're not being manufactured anymore because they're rarer. In which case, if you're thinking about selling a car on at some point in the future, um, then it might be, you know, that might not be a bad thing. It depends on how old the car is as well. If they're not manufacturing anymore, then it might be more difficult to get spare parts. So, for example, I was looking at a wee scooter to scoot about Glasgow recently, uh, and and my heart said that I wanted a lovely Italian model, and 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 my head said I should buy this Japanese model. And, and every dealer I spoke to said the Italian model is much nicer and, and much better to drive and much cooler if you drive about the West End in it. But if something goes wrong with it, mm. the Japanese model will be much easier to repair and get spare parts for. Yeah. So I think it's a kind of head-heart conversation in some ways that, that if the car that you absolutely want is not practical for any number of reasons, yeah. don't buy it. Totally agree. And I think the other thing as well is we move to a more much more greener economy. If you're thinking about bringing the car into Glasgow city centre, you need to double check the low emission zones. Absolutely. And, and you need to understand the cost implications of, of, of doing that. Fergus, that was absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, for those listeners out there looking to keep up to date with all of the money advice and consumer championing that you do, how do we follow you? Um, well, I've got, a, I've got a little website called um, Money Sucks, um, where I kind of make little, little short uh, money tip videos and, and and articles about different aspects of of, of money and consumer rights, um, and also if people have any consumer issues that they need help with, they're, they're free to uh, to drop me a note there or or, or or email me, and it's just it's just moneysucks.net dead simple. Super. And what about uh, Twitter and Instagram? Because I know you're on those platforms. Just on my own name, just Fergus Muirhead. Quite often, uh, quite often, I I, I make um, kind of um, musical comments there as well. So and 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 you know posting like nice little pictures of my travels so it's it's more than just money there's a money sucks twitter handle as well to be honest any videos of you bagpiping there's lots yes Super, Fergus, for your head. Thank you so much. And just as a reminder, if you are looking to buy your first car, downgrade, or even if you just fancy a change, Glasgow Credit Union offer car loans. All the information can be found on the Glasgow Credit Union website, which is glasgowcu.com. Atta, tell us about your best ever investment. So an investment or something that I saved up for over the last little while um, which has really benefited me was from doing odd jobs. You know, sometimes you need to hustle or have a side hustle that makes you a little bit extra income sometimes. And what I did with that uh, was uh, save up for a car. 
So it wasn't a spectacular car as such, but it was a very practical car because um, so having a, we were excited in my family. So in order to do that, we thought how best to do that, but to try to put some money away. And by doing that, I was able to purchase a car, um, a Nissan Qashqai, which is really, really um, economical, but at the same time comfortable uh, and really, really good value for, for a family. So that is something recently that I've done as a result of putting some money away and really focusing on using that money for something that will benefit me and my family. Please note that the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature and shouldn't be construed as financial advice. Follow and subscribe to the Finances Made Friendly podcast to make sure you never miss an episode. Thanks for joining me, Heather Sutty, on this week's show.